What's up, party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Probably the funniest one we have ever put out. We have our favorite edible stories, my reaction to AB's tweet, some other NFL thoughts, some reactions to the Bruins moves, lots of PLL talk. We love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Let's have a good one. Let's go. It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Uh. <laughs> Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Alright, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. Woo. But you priceless. Superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science, girl. You all plus no I'm minus. Andy Towers, and you're listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Let's fucking go. What is up, party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. As always, I am Kendra Middleton, joined by Sarah Griffin. Thanks so much for giving us a click. Sarah, how we doing? Fantastic. How are we? I am Sarah and I have already decided that this entire episode is literally just going to be a bitch fest. Like <laughs> we have had like, okay. So someone tweeted this morning on like girl sports Twitter and they were like, is Mercury like in Gatorade or something? And I was like, it's a full moon bitches. That's why we are feeling this way. So I hope you guys are ready for us to rant because that's just what's going to happen today. It's been a time. It has been a um, fucking time. <laughs> We can just like, it's literally, but we'll get to our HLH. You know what? Fuck it. High, low hero, high of the week, low of the week, unexpected hero, kind of two weeks because there was traveling last week. And I feel like we've kind of taken a little bit of like vacation time during the summer, just because New England is like, you, you have to get outside the summer. You have to take advantage of it. So usually we're like in the swing of things during the season, but the summer here is just, you know, relaxed. So what's up? What's your HLH? Okay, my high. So obviously I was in Denver for four or five days, however long it was. My high was I saw Red Rocks. That was so cool. That was like the number one thing I wanted to do. So I was glad I got Mm -hmm. that, got to do that. We never got to see a concert there, which I was a little disappointed. And I like looked because I did want to go to one so badly. But the only like musician in town that I knew was Train and the cheapest tickets for $280 for train and, yeah I'm like respectfully I understand probably a lot of this price has to do with the venue never in a million years am I paying $280 to hear like hey soul sister and drops yeah I tried to see a concert there like I guess my junior year of college it was Lewis mm-hmm. the child and tickets I was in line getting tickets and they sold out in less than a minute yeah it was <laughs> I, I really did want to go to a concert there because I feel like it'd be sick but I'm like oh that's fine like I can just like go and do a tourist thing whatever and I like so stupid I forgot one I like I knew that when you're at a different altitude like in de- in general in Denver like you're gonna feel it I'm like super asthmatic <laughs> and so we went to Red Rocks so I'm like going up the stairs and like I was like running around like all this stuff and we like I reached a point I'm like my chest is really tight. You got asthma. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. I was like, no, no, I'm okay. I tried just like kept going and all of a sudden I was getting a little like dizzy. <laughs> I was like, 
uh, they can't even inhale her. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Loki had an asthma attack. But the view was worth it. It was sick. It was really cool. So that Your was definitely were high. cute. Yeah. I liked it a lot there. I definitely want to go back. So that was my high. See, I hated Denver. Really? I like, I didn't really do a lot of the stuff I wanted to do. But the like touristy stuff that I did get to do, I really enjoyed it. And I know you said you didn't like the food either. And I have it actually right here. I loved the food in Denver. Okay, what did you get? Because like, I feel like if you get like the Southwest inspired stuff, it's not as bad. I just think that my standards are so high as a Southerner for like what I think is good food. See, I don't know if it's just because one, I don't like go out to eat a lot at all. Like that was the most I've gone out to eat Mm. and like, I think I went out to eat maybe four times that trip and that was the first time in like a while I've gone out at all. Like I was stuffed every fucking day. I was like, yeah. I'm not used to eating this much. But we like, uh, I went out to breakfast somewhere and it was really, really good. I forget, I got like just eggs benedict, like that type of stuff. I got like a cool like breakfast drink. Um, I went out to dinner at, I think it's called Linger. It was like a fancier restaurant and I never really go to fancy restaurants. So we just ordered mm-hmm. like a bunch of stuff. It was really good. They had good drinks there too. It was a lot of like Chinese, like Asian type food, but I really liked it. And then there was some other, like, it almost kind of felt like, what's that area in, I think it's called Highland in Denver. It almost okay. felt like the selfie equivalent there but they had a lot of good uh, yeah. food there I was gonna say I see why they call it Menver because I yeah. swear to oh, god yeah. <laughs> every guy there has like a faux hawk wears pit vipers and like their frat tank top from college oh yeah that highland like neighborhood I'm like this feels like either selfie or just like a direct like college neighborhood I think it's near DU because that's where a lot of people seem to be out from that school but just like in general I was like this is very Boston-like, this specific neighborhood, but it actually is really good food. I will say the weed in Denver really does hit different, though. I went to a dispensary, and, like, you know me. Like, I I, I can smoke. You know what? I think I could yeah. smoke probably anyone under the table. No joke. And I did, like, a liquid edible, like, right before my flight, and I had to go to the bathroom and make myself throw up because I was, I was like, I'm going to be too high. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I'm horrible with edibles, but I was like, all right, I'm in Denver. I need to yeah. like try Yeah. So I did. I ended up buying like just a couple things, but the edible, I was like smart about it. I was like, I'm going to eat one fourth of this because I'm not, if I have even a half, I'll be like, take me off, bro. <laughs> oh. Call 911 to your room, to your <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Honestly, imagine how many times on the Denver police probably get called. Like, I'm too high. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> I was Literally not gonna be probably- that person. I just needed to like fucking chill out and relax. So I was like, all right, and it worked. So how was and it? For a few hours, I felt some peace. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I did like a liquid edible. Wait, what'd you get? Because I did like a liquid edible, and I did like. 25 I, the whole bottle was like 100 milligrams and I did maybe 25 the night before yeah. and then maybe like 30 to get on my flight I was like you know it's a really long flight like I'll be fine I do 30 milligram edibles at home all the time like whatever I literally 
my friends had to put on the national anthem. I don't know what it is about the national anthem and making me throw up. I think you know this about me. Yeah, I do. My friends do it. And it, like, it, they got me into it. And now if I play the national anthem, that's the only way I can make myself puke. My friend Hayden was playing the national anthem next to me in the bathroom. So I could throw up before my flights. No, I just got one of those little like cheesecake bite things. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to have like two bites of this just to put myself like at peace. Maybe it will like sedate me forever. Hopefully. <laughs> Imagine if you were just permanently stoned. <laughs> Honestly, I was running so like high pressure at that point. I would have been like, thank you, God. You're <laughs> blessing me. <laughs> It's gonna be high um, for the rest of my life from Denver weed. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna be high anywhere, I feel like Denver is the place. Mile high. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mile high, baby. Honestly, that might have been my high, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was your low? Um, low, it was just a <laughs> it was a stressful weekend. Um mm. I got all my work done, you know, that was good. Other than that, <laughs> There was just some hiccups along the way, and uh, I didn't get to do a lot of stuff I wanted to. I had some, yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to redo on Denver. <laughs> Especially the edibles. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe I'll arrive this time already high, so that whatever's mm. thrown my way, I'll just be like, whatever. Sure. Yeah, you just like, you, you take an edible for your flight, you land, you go buy yep. more, and then you just smooth sail through the rest Stay of the Hey, higher trip. That explains all the food. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why you like the food. That's a very good point, actually. I love the food. <laughs> Sarah <laughs> is so saying good. she loved Denver food. Here she is fucking blazed out of her mind <laughs> with the munchies. No shit. I would love Kraft mac and cheese if I was that fucked up. I'm like, that was the most I had eaten in so long. I'm like, now that you say, yeah, no shit. That's the most I've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's incredible. Um, wait, what about the woman you met at breakfast? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was this woman. She's from, I think she lives in Atlanta now, but she's originally from New, New York. That's where she's originally from, New York. She was out to breakfast too. And she like heard me talking. I said something about uh, being from the East coast to someone sitting next to me. She's like, Oh, you're from the East coast. I was like, yeah. And she like asked me, she's like, this is how we like started talking. She was like, not to be weird. She was like, but does the alcohol here fuck you up too? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I went out last night and I had a bunch of tequila sours and I threw up for five hours. This morning. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sarah's crossed his shit. Like, yeah, it does. I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh my god. Like, this is only my third. Like, I think she was drinking just like gin or something. She's like, I'm a gin drinker. Like, that's what I do. She's like, I'm fucked up right now. That's awesome. And How old was she? Talking. She's 32. Okay. And we just got talking and stuff, and she's like asking all these questions, and she was like, honestly, she didn't work for me though. The therapist ever will. Like, I told her, like, every detail in my life. She's like, nope, fuck this person, fuck that person. <laughs> she Actually, was like, you need to cut clean. this one off. Like, all this stuff. I was like, damn, where have you been all my life? <laughs> I don't know what it is about strangers. And I think that I've said this on Twitter before. 
I am so much more willing to open up to like a random stranger like that. And I trust mm-hmm. their advice so much because they're like not biased. Like they don't know the people yeah. that I'm talking about. There is nothing like a solid vent session with a stranger. Yes. Like, you know, I'm the most like bottled up person alive. You have to like literally extract something to get it out of me. This one I was like, blah, 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 like going off and she was like, girl, <laughs> you need to start like... <laughs> You should start smoking more weed. That's what everyone says. Even like my mom says it. I feel like I'm so high and Sarah's just sitting there stressed out. I'm like on the ground with Theo, like rolling around. (laughs) I'm such a high strong person. I feel like I need to be like literally again. Recreationally abuse edibles. (laughs) And then maybe I'd be back down to like normal person's stress. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, next time I'm making edibles soon, I'll bring you some. Yes, I'm gonna enter um my stoner girl era. <laughs> As you everyone, you know what? Every girl needs a stoner era, and I will yes. die on that hill. Mine just has been going on for like five years and never stopped. <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. We should just turn into like a weed podcast. I still think we should do a Saturdays and spliffs. Yes. I'm all (laughs) on board for that now. (laughs) Uh, All right. My hi. Have you seen the corn kid? Okay. No. And I keep seeing people talk like on Twitter about corn kid and I have zero context to it. It is the best video. I will send it to you. I'm going to put it in my notes to send you the corn kid video. Okay. I am corn kid. Like, (laughs) it's just this kid, like, obsessed with corn, talking about how amazing it is. And I just have never felt such passion towards anything in my entire life. Just, like, actual, like, corn? Yes. Yes. (laughs) It is so funny. Like, so (laughs) funny. So I have been nonstop quoting corn kid for and I will not stop I literally made my TikTok bio have a corntastic day (laughs) does he say that yes yes he goes have a corntastic day and the guy interviewing him is just looking at him and he goes what it's just a pun about cone because he doesn't say corn he says cone and it's (laughs) so funny I'm so in love with this kid I feel like people think that when we dm each other it's usually like serious stuff or we're like talking about sports no it's shit like corn kid capybaras (laughs) and possum memes that is it I'm like maybe five percent of our dms are like sports related or something yeah and if they are it's usually nonsense Yes, and if it is sports related, it's usually us talking shit about people. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're popping up in Sarah and I's DMs, it's prob you're probably dead to us. Yeah, it's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my low was Tuesday as a whole, and I'm moving. This is like, I guess, I guess we'll have two more shows outside of this one in this apartment before I'm gone, yeah. and I have a new background and everything. But Tuesday was just like so shit. I worked like a 14 hour day, got a flat tire, went to the dentist. I have to like get my permanent retainer removed because it's giving me gingivitis. Like just awful. Like just not. (laughs) I have had like six jaw surgeries. So like whenever like I have dental problems at this point, I'm just like, yeah, okay, fuck it. Like nothing's worse than having cow bone put in your face. Like whatever. 
See, so, I've never even had so much as a cavity. Like I never had braces. I've never had anything. So I was like, everything like that's so lucky. Fuck out of me. I've never had a cavity or like a filling or anything like that, but I had <laughs> braces for like six years. I obviously had a jaw replacement. Like I have fake teeth. I still have baby teeth. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Tuesday was just a lot for me and packing to move and like figuring out moving is just stressful as shit. Oh, that's miserable. Especially so with miserable. the September 1st lease in Boston. <sighs> I'm just, I like, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm getting stressed. Maybe I should smoke weed. Yeah. Oh, my other high though was Tony Baselli is in the hall. Duval's in the hall. We got Ooh. one. We did it, Joe. Um, and then my hero is that hard knocks is back. I literally love hard knocks. I love Dan Campbell. I, you guys know, I'm such a diehard lions fan. Like if I couldn't be a Jags fan or they moved to London, I would be a lions fan. No question. So I love, I loved the first episode back. It was the first episode that they've had be this good, maybe ever in my opinion. So mm-hmm. it's back. We ballin'. Um, I'm driving later, so I'm not drinking. I literally just have a ginger ale. What about you? I have a little bit of my dog games left. <laughs> yeah. Sarah and I are working girls these days. We need to get back on our, our degenerate, randomly hammered on a Thursday night habits. I know. We really do. I miss it. Me too. I miss getting fucked up on random Thursdays before football. <laughs> but football season's coming. Yeah, and like we're back in the fall. Once lacrosse season's done and all that kind of stuff, we're we're back vibing. Yes. So a couple things I want to talk about with baseball, just because you have been blowing up on Twitter because baseball Twitter, Sarah, is back. I don't believe that Chris Sale crashed a bicycle. No, I don't believe that. And some of me go for like, did I even see him crash it? Like, he's a six foot eight man. And you're telling me this guy was like, because he's on the BC campus, so like five minutes from my apartment. This guy was just driving through the BC campus, which I go and run the whole time. There's always people around. There's never, like, there is just no fucking way. No one saw this giant piece of spaghetti fall off his bike and break his wrist. And also, he's going to pick up lunch. I'm like, where? Where is he going to pick up lunch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, what hill? Yeah. I have so many questions about this story. And Where's like, the bike? Can he just like chill the fuck out and stay in his apartment? Like, I don't believe, I don't believe it. That is not what Where's happened. the bike? I want to see a picture of the fucking bike. <laughs> Where the fuck is the bike? I'm not kidding. Like, like come up with what a better hill? story. What hill near BC? Where's the lunch you ate? I want to see the wrecked bicycle. Like, how do you break a wrist and a rib on a bike on a hill in a city that has one hill? And I'm like, okay, you make 145 million, get your fucking lunch delivered. You're rehabbing, like you're coming back. Don't get on a fucking bike. (laughs) Yeah, with already a fucked up pink. I mean, I can't really say anything. I'm probably gonna have to have surgery on this bitch. That's my (laughs) other low. This thing is so fucked. It's so bad. Um, Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to have surgery, which is why I don't have the cast on it. I'm just like, fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I'm just like, you're already like injured. I would not ride a bike like this right now. And I'm not even a pro at like, this is so, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, if, no, I want, I need evidence because this is absolute fucking bullshit. Yeah. I don't buy it. No way. 
No chance, especially with his anger problems. He definitely like got in a fight or like was doing something dumb. Like, (laughs) yeah. Also, you fucked up the clubhouse like that and weren't injured, but you fall off a fucking bike like every five-year-old does. And all of a sudden you need surgery. Remember like Joe Biden fell off a bike and he's like 500 years old and he was fine. Yeah, I don't believe it for a single second. No. My only other baseball question for you before we move on, because we are not a baseball podcast anymore. I'm already over the giant season. Like it's pissing me off. I'm not even watching their games anymore, but with all the injuries to the Red Sox and I would say their lack of, I feel like they weren't even buying or selling during the deadline. Like, yeah, yeah. Hosmer fine, but he's injured too now. It seems like, so like you just stick in a stick a fork in the season. Also like Devers and Bogarts like they haven't made any moves towards that like what the fuck is going on yeah I'm like so uninterested in this Red Sox team and and you know they're gonna like because you know how they work but they're gonna all of a sudden like go on this run at the very end of this month or something or in September and they're gonna if they do they're gonna somehow sneak into the wild card and like get everyone all hyped up but it's not like it's like last year where everyone was in the clubhouse you could tell like they're vibing like they had like that chemistry like and they had like that just like good vibes to them that you're like okay yeah like they could make an actual run it seems like this team like I don't want to say they don't like each other it's just like they're not all on the same page like there's been a lot of comments made from guys like Xander like Devers just kind of like at ownership that makes you think they're like not that interested and like yeah and then like also you have all these new faces in there and it's just like a very weird clubhouse at this point you know you tried trading a lot of guys away now they're just awkwardly there the Vasquez trade was useless there's no point in that trade and I know that upset a lot of guys it sounded like because obviously he was such a big part of the organization I don't know I just like have zero interest in this Red Sox team See, last year we were so pro Heim, like, and I still am, like, that was the Heim masterclass last year, you know, and it's like, it feels as though at this point, he, like I said, doesn't feel like he's buying or selling and wants to just depend on the farm system, but it's like, you guys have a couple of good prospects, but it's like, it's not good enough to win you a world series, nor is it going to be, you need to lock down at least Sander and Devers and then hope that maybe your farm system works out but you need to also get a handle on your fucking pitching like oh my disastrous. god <laughs> well that's what was killing me that they're trying to trade away fucking Evaldi because I'm like Ugh. I'm sorry and like I know I'm biased because he is like my favorite player in the Sox team I'm like you're one legitimate starter you're going to try and ship out and like oh we'd get a big return for profit dude literally just wanted zero starters like Nick Pavetta yeah. is good like don't get me wrong he's good but he's not someone like if that's gonna be the best guy in your rotation you're not like you're not an MLB team <laughs> no and it's like Jaron Duran hasn't panned out and it's like people gave Fuck me a Jaren Duran. <laughs> agree but it's like people also gave me a lot of shit like there's this one guy on Twitter who I swear to god is always in my mentions every time I talk about baseball And he's really just a fucking fan at this point, even though he thinks he's talking shit to me. Mm -hmm. I tweeted uh, that they should have taken the Trevor story money and spent it on pitching. And Trevor (laughs) had maybe a good three weeks at one point in the season, he was hitting home runs like crazy, but he's been quiet. And it's like, I, I still stick by what I said. I think that if they had decent pitching and they had 
been able to sign a couple of people, they'd be fine. That Trevor Story contract was literally just Xander Bogart's insurance. And I think that they would be in a completely different place. Like Trevor Story has not been worth that contract to me so far this season. Well, honestly, I forgot he was on this team because he's another one that's been injured forever. Like him, Kike, like all those guys, like I forgot they were on this team. And they're like, oh, just yeah. like Story and Kike come back. I'm like, all right, it's August 11th. We're in dead last. At this point, I know you're never supposed to root for people like in your division. I'm rooting for the Orioles to make a, a wild card <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, even though they've been injured, like before they were like, they still just had such, they, I mean, he had such a decline from where he was. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just don't see like that one spark that he had is not worth that contract to me. Like, it's just not because I, I think we've said it, we've said it before and we'll say it. Well, are you good? Do you hear that? No. There's a lot of people that play music on our street because, like, we live near the, what, the Berkeley, whatever. Someone just started playing the piano, and it's, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at us. We got background music anyone, today. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if anyone can hear that, but, yeah, okay. We didn't tell you guys. We hired a band. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like but, I'm in a, like, cocktail lounge or something. Okay, keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we said last year that what gets you through the postseason is your bullpen, and it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's like how do you even expect to get there without one like I just needed like, the Trevor Story contract the Red Sox might as well like you might as well just honestly have your starters go complete games it doesn't matter how many like home runs how many hits they're lining up it's probably better than whatever your bullpen's going to do I agree so that was us talking baseball on a non-baseball <laughs> podcast because we're anti-baseball <laughs> fuck baseball <laughs> yeah fuck you baseball dorks including that kid who's always in my mentions go fuck yourself <laughs> i hate that kid do you know who i'm talking about no his name's like justin something <laughs> you know who it is i don't i gotta find so. him he pisses me the fuck off anytime is it anything a Red happens Sox Twitter person? yeah um yes this kid <laughs> I do see all his tweets. Well, I see that all his kid is such Twitter. a dork clout chaser. It's not even funny. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> He's literally such a fanboy, but like pretends to like hate women. It's ridiculous. Anyways, <laughs> I want to talk about football because football is back. I have a couple comments. Um, Doug Peterson, the Jags play tomorrow, said that starters will be getting reps tomorrow. But on top of that, the Jags are playing the Browns. And it was announced that Deshaun Watson is expected to start in Jacksonville. He is? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, like, I've seen all these tweets that are like, did nobody tell them that Jacksonville was absolutely going to rip Deshaun to pieces? Like, this is not the stadium that you want to have this guy come to because Jags fans are fucking brutal. And it's true. I literally was looking at flights last night to go home just to boo him because I could get like 11 rows up for a hundred bucks. Oh shit. But instead I have decided, and this show will already be up before this game, but I'm going to take all of, if, the Jaguars get a sack on Deshaun Watson tomorrow. I'm going to take all of my Twitch earnings for the month and I'm going to donate them to a women's charity in Cleveland. Hell so yeah. go Trayvon Walker. All my homies love Trayvon Walker. <laughs> I want Deshaun Watson in the fucking dirt tomorrow. I can get behind that. 
Yeah. So I'll be watching live on Twitch. This game will have already happened, but if you're there, thanks for showing up. Hopefully I never root for injury and I don't want Deshaun Watson to get hurt. I don't think that that is like what I, I don't want that. Like I, I never want to see people get hurt. Mm-hmm. But like, I hope that his nose is in the dirt as much as every fucking snap tomorrow. I do not care. <laughs> so go Jags. All my homies love the Jags. If anyone hurts even a hair on Trevor Lawrence's head, I will fucking riot. I know that this, I know that the Jags have technically four preseason games um, because of the Hall of Fame game. But with Miles Garrett, I don't think tomorrow is the night to start starters for the preseason, you know, like, yeah, this is. Yeah, it's the first game for a lot of people because we have that extra game. I would say at least wait until like later on, but that's just my opinion. Like, I I don't think Miles Garrett's going to play. He might. I don't mm-hmm. really know, but like, I just don't want to start against that pass rush if that's the option. So we'll see. I haven't looked that far into it. I also, my two favorite NFL players are Marshawn Lynch and Calais Campbell, and they are very different people, but I don't know if you saw that Marshawn Lynch got arrested in Las Vegas yeah I did see that and that because I like Marsh I like Marshawn Lynch too I just think he's like funny but I'm like yeah oh I can't condone drunk driving for anyone let alone if you're a millionaire especially mm-hmm. if you're a Marshawn Lynch like you used to play for the Raiders yeah they weren't the same Raiders in the same city but like you're still freaking Marshawn Lynch you can afford an Uber people in that city would give you a ride home the NFL has a system set up where if you need a ride so you don't have to drunk drive I saw an article today that said that the only reason he was caught was because he was driving on a curb with three tires what the fuck his mugshot was so sad oh yeah I saw that so sad so like call an uber I promise you an uber is cheaper than a DUI that's us you know that's our piece of advice for the week um, I was going to talk about Frank Gore, but quite honestly, I feel just disgusted doing it. He was caught dragging a girl by her hair and beating her in the hallway of a hotel last month. And it just broke this week that he was arrested for domestic violence. And this just goes back to the same thing we're always talking about. Yeah, he's not in the league anymore. And I don't know if it's CTE related or whatever, but I don't know what it is about the NFL or prior NFL players, current NFL players. It just seems to me like there is far more domestic assault cases within the NFL than any other league. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a serious fucking problem. Like all pro sports do, like we see it all the time, especially as like women's sports is something that's always brought to our attention, but especially the NFL, it's just insane. I know. And it's like, I, I feel as though Roger Goodell, and it's like, I hate to see people who are made an example. And I don't think that the Sean Watson, I think whatever punishment the Sean Watson gets, as long as it is just, he deserves every inch of it. But it's like, I do believe that sometimes you need to make an example of people. And I hope Deshaun never plays another snap of football again, but especially after this, like, you've got to do something because the only Mm -hmm. reason that Deshaun didn't get at least a year was because of the protocol in the NFL guidelines. The judge gave Deshaun the maximum amount according to their, their rules that she could Mm -hmm. like, so something's got to change. Like this cannot keep happening. You can't have guys be the face of your league who are doing this to women. Like it just, it sucks. And it's like, you have guys like Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Frank Gore, like 
it's just, it's disgusting and it can't keep happening. And I honestly think that they should handle things the way that the NBA does, because if you fucking touch a girl, you're out, you're done. That should be it. Yeah, I agree. It's like, if you were anybody else, if you weren't famous, you weren't an athlete, you would be in jail forever, or at least for the foreseeable future. And I don't think that people should get special treatment just because you are good at football. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) we say it all the time but it's like I never see anything change and I'm fucking sick of it I'm tired of having the same conversation it really is it's like a monthly occurrence at this point at least um at at least at least um I have two more comments that I want to make about football before we can get into some lacrosse stuff mom if you are listening to the show I'm gonna need you to turn it off for a second (laughs) because I'm about to do something unspeakable in your eyes I'm going to talk shit about Aaron Rodgers <laughs> my mom hates when I talk shit about Aaron Rodgers but I'm gonna do it I we talk shit about him often but like he I'm not a bar stool fan we know this I'm anti-bar stool but he, I am pro part of my take I listen to part of my take religiously and I have for six seven years now like since the show like right around the time the show started yeah like when they were like with ESPN, you know, for like a week, but Aaron Rodgers went on their show this week for grit week. And I listened to the entire interview and it was the most miserable interview ever. He is so miserable to listen to for more than 30 seconds. Like he's just so, he, he just thinks that he's so much better than everybody else. And it's so annoying. I hate listening to him. I hate him. I don't care that I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan and everyone in my family is a Packers fan other than me and my brother. I don't give a shit. I hate Aaron Rodgers with every fiber of my being. He is the most selfish player ever. It was miserable. Why is it that bad? Sarah, it was so bad. He literally just thinks that he is the coolest thing since sliced bread like talked down to them like was like talking about how he's like growing and when he was like coming into the league he's so much more comfortable with himself and he likes to like fuck with people in the media and like all that kind oh my god it was miserable I am anti Aaron Rodgers well that actually kind of reminds me and not to like completely change subject off this but did you see what Antonio Brown posted today no let me read it to you because it kind of goes along with that like in love with him first of all he posted this graphic okay and there's you can't really tell that's a statement next to it and he tweeted goes sincerely ab let me read out loud to you what it says i thought it was a meme at first until i realized it came from him my biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my gm a cracker or showing up to raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely <laughs> doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jets stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. Shut <laughs> up no he did not like that might be my new all-time favorite quote (laughs) that is can we please change our bio to say like hearing the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks 
fucking kidding me? Because <laughs> I, I saw it at first and I like I just saw the graphic and I thought it was like one of those things, you know, like NFL Twitter, like the 16 year old kids yes. always like Photoshop. Yes. Like I yes. just thought, that's what I thought it was. And then I saw it came directly from him. <laughs> How do you feel? Okay. So like, I'm a confident person, you know, like yeah. I don't struggle. Like we all have insecurities. Don't get me wrong, but like, I'm confident in myself. And I would say more so than most people mm-hmm. that would never even cross my mind <laughs> to even how, imagine comparing yourself to fucking Jesus. <laughs> also, I was like, why why was Jesus performing at Red Rock? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was he doing? What was he performing? <laughs> Wait, can you read it one more time? I need to hear it again. I need to dissect this a second yes. time. I would say I'll like go slow because each part of it is just perfect. I have literal <laughs> tears like in my eyes, and now I'm wishing that I was high for this show. <laughs> okay. My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The part about throwing rocks is the part where I'm just like, what? Showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet. What does I don't that know what, mean? I don't know what that's about. Or throwing rocks at that UPS Definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jets stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. <laughs> my biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Me, Antonio Brown. <laughs> sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. And the question, that's the best part. The question was, what is your biggest regret in your NFL career? Imagine someone asking you what your biggest career regret is and you decide to compare yourself to Jesus. Imagine being that reporter. Like, what do you say back? Like, thanks. No, I would literally freak out and be like, you just gave me the ultimate clickbait. Like, I'm going viral. Thank you, Antonio I'm Brown. I'm fucking dork. off of this. <laughs> yeah, like, I, the, the fact that it's such a simple question, too, and he just ate it up is the epitome of, like, people who are, like, they think that highly of themselves. Is It's like, well, you can ask them something so simple. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, even after I saw it on Twitter, I was like, this can't be real. Like, I understand it's coming from his account with the hacks. So I went to his Instagram. And of course, his story's like, he's like fucking LeBron on Instagram. So it's like 50 things. I went through it all just so I could find. Sure enough, he does post this quote and then put one of his own songs as the background. Wait, is it Pit at, is it Pit at the Palace or whatever? No, it's a different one. <laughs> I, that song is so funny. Some of the songs I actually do listen like someone's like it's not good but it's a little catchy wait is sarah working out to antonio brown the rapper sarah works out to jesus my low-key antonio brown oh my god you should ask him out maybe we should start commenting on his pictures instead of greg rippo (laughs) i don't even want to go to chile 
<laughs> what is share at 2 for 20 with Jesus? <laughs> I'm just imagining me trying to have a conversation with that man. There's just not two people on this earth I could see having less to say to one another. <laughs> what were you thinking when you wrote Pit in the Palace? <laughs> Let me get the full breakdown of that the genius that went into Pit here artistry alone <laughs> uh, this is already I think my favorite episode outside of our moms and Andy Towers this is fucking unreal <laughs> thank you Antonio Brown for the content <laughs> Jesus really touched this episode like we need like in the palace playing it's like <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna make it our outro. If we get a yes. if we get a fine, it's so worth it. We'll get a DMCA. I don't even care. Uh, I should like change the decibels like two points so we can just keep it as our outro. Yes. I'm going yes. to. No, I'll make it falsetto. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <gasps> or like just like high-pitched Antonio Brown as our outro would be <laughs> so good. Like Antonio Brown talking like the minions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Starting our show with Andy Towers and ending it with Minion A B. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sweating. This is so funny. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> all right we gotta move on and we just yeah. roll. we'll just bullshit for three hours um I just want to talk about the Patriots really quick they are playing tonight so we will have some recap actually actually it's preseason I don't even care to pick a winner one Bill Belichick defended Mac Jones shitty start to the preseason by saying that he was comparable to like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes earlier this week I'm sorry it's okay to support your quarterback. It's okay to blindly support your teams as a coach, but I don't think it's fair to compare them to talents like that when he's only had a rookie season and he was the rookie who was set. Everyone's like, he was the best rookie last year, blah, blah, blah. Yes, Mac Jones was the, be- the best rookie last year. Mm-hmm. Do I think his numbers scream he's going to be an MVP anytime soon? No, it's that he was the rookie quarterback put in the position, the best position to succeed last season. Trey Lance obviously wasn't. Justin Fields obviously wasn't. Trevor fucking Lawrence wasn't either, okay? Do not put the cart before your horse. Mac Jones has not looked great in the preseason at all. And I understand Bill wants to blindly support his guys as he does, but it's just like, all right, if you're going to talk about Josh Allen, he's in your division and he's going to make you fucking eat it this season. Yeah, like you said, like, I get, like, obviously you always want to support your guys, like, you're always going to be in their corner, but it kind of reminds me of, like, whatever it was last month, and that Brian, Brian Bayo kid made his debut for the Red Sox, and people are comparing him to Pedro, not that I'm saying Josh Allen's fucking Pedro, like, he's still very yeah. young, but I'm like, that's just setting them up to fail, because if they don't live up to those standards that you set for them, then people are going to rip them, especially in this market, <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, I said this before, it's always the safe option, in my opinion, to draft SEC talent. And Mm -hmm. I've beat this take blue. I don't think that very good quarterbacks have come out of Alabama because they don't have to. You have the best offensive line, the best running backs, the best receivers. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be great. And so 
Mac was fine. He was good, but he hasn't been great. He hasn't wowed me. He relied on a tight end in the red zone. His run game is back other than James White, which we're going to talk about in a second. Like he's going to be fine. But I, I honestly, I've said this on Twitter. I don't think the Patriots are going to make the postseason. Okay. See, I feel I, like I don't know enough about the rest of the league for me to even like say yeah. anything. Obviously, I'm just going to blindly support the Patriots, but yeah. okay. I think that everyone else in their division got a lot better and they stayed the same. And now that James White has retired, they don't, Mac doesn't, and yes, he was hurt last season, but James White has been, he is literally the most reliable guy in the game and has been for quite some time. He doesn't fumble the ball. You can rely on him on third down. He can catch a pass. He can run the ball. He is a dual threat type of running back and Mac Jones no longer has that. And Damian Harris is great, but he is just not James White. Like they're very different types of backs. And it's like, I am concerned for him going into this season. He, I mean, they got Devontae Parker, like cool, but the Dolphins got better by getting Tyreek Hill and getting Tua some help. Um, the Bills got a fucking whole lot better. They're my Super Bowl pick before the season even starts. So it's <laughs> like, you have to compete with people like that. Do I think multiple teams could come out of this division? Yeah, mm-hmm. but the Patriots are really going to have to fight tooth and nail for it because their division got a whole lot better and they did not. That's fair. Okay. So I that's my that hot take for the season. I, I don't think the Patriots are going to, yeah, I don't think the Patriots are going to make the postseason. Only other football thought, James White, congratulations on your retirement. You are probably my third favorite NFL player ever. Go Badgers. He deserves this. I hope that he gets to spend a lot of time with his family. Agreed. I don't think I've ever heard anything bad about that guy. Yeah. Like I have chills, like good for him. I think that he saw what was going on with the Patriots offense and Joe (laughs) judge. And he was like, I'm out of here. I don't want my career tarnished. I'm out. (laughs) So yeah. Congrats to James White, Sarah. I have a bunch of PLL notes. I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure you do too, obviously you're just like a plethora of PLL notes in that frame right there. Um, I just have to say PMT roasting the water dog social was hilarious. I don't even care. <laughs> the fact that they noticed that someone changed on the accounts just made me giggle. Um, I want to say congratulations to the Chrome as well for making the postseason. Go Chrome. All my homies love the Chrome. Hell yeah. Um, also, I want to get your Denver recap, but also before we talk about it, to Hoka Nanticoke to the player pool. Sad. So sad. I feel like it sucks because if he were to pick any PL team that he would do so well on, it is the chaos just given the like Canadian, <laughs> the Canadian offense there. But that's the other thing. I think it's so tough to crack that right side because they have like their set offense. Like mm-hmm. even a, a talent like Tahoka, like you know what works. And it's especially now that you're kind of in this crunch time, like you're not going to try out new things where you're like vying for that last playoff spot. That being said, I was hoping maybe today the Cannons pick him up because now I'm kind of of the, like, opinion. I'm like, Cannons need to take anything they can get. Like, it does not fucking matter. Like, just throw a bunch of offensive guys out there. I think what they lack besides, like, obviously you have Lyle. Like, Asher's been doing super well. Like, he's having a great rookie season. Jonathan Donville's great. But I feel like they need one, like, very, like, on-ball dominant guy. And I think if you were to throw into Hoka in there, you have nothing to lose at this point. It's like, if they don't win this weekend anyways, then that's the end of their playoff hopes. But if they do win, you still have that one last chance. Like, I think it kind of comes down to score differentials. But still, I was really hoping yeah. to see Tahoka picked up by the Cannons. 
yeah, I like, didn't think about that being a good fit for him just because I didn't think that he could, I I thought that he was just going to wind up staying in the player pool, but -hmm. now that you say it, it kind of makes sense. And if anybody is going to pick him up, it's going to be the cannons because that's where they need help. Yeah. It's like who else is going to like mess around with their, their offense at this point. Yeah. And it's like, honestly, at this point, the cannons have nothing to lose. Like you guys are most likely not going to make the postseason the the way that the PLL playoffs work, which we make fun of all the time, like love you PLL, but the way your playoffs work just, it doesn't make any sense that just one team is out. Like, I think that that needs to obviously be rearranged, but you guys are kind of balls to the wall right now. Like you have nothing to lose, like, fuck it, like go for it. If, if, if you can find a way to make a guy work, which I think the cannons do a good job of. Like they kind of move people around. They give people options to play other positions like Asher earlier this season. Like the, they find homes for guys from, t- from time to time. So it's like, what do you have to lose? Like, even if someone's like at the bottom tier of your offense on that roster, like send him to the player pool. You can pick him up again. Yeah. Like, cause you added like Mark, Car- Mark Cockerton two weeks ago, both the Aslanian brothers. They had, what was his face? Like Alex Smith got, like they've just been making a lot of changes over the last couple of weeks. I know Smith eventually he got traded away last week, but I'm like, this point again, like what do you have to lose? Like at, clearly the chemistry, like there's not going, you're not going to bond in a week and all of a sudden offense is going to click. So might as well just run out a bunch of fucking guys that can shoot the ball well and are heavy hitters and see what the fuck happens. Plus this is something that literally only you and I would care about. I can't think of anything more beautiful in lacrosse than seeing Tahoka and Lyle play together. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be so special, so special and so unique. And it's like, I feel like Lyle would be willing to like, you know, stay a little bit after practice and like help work with him just because of the connection that they could have. It's not that he's not already, but it's like, that would be a beautiful relationship. Yeah. Like, Cause again, clearly chaos was the obvious choice of where Tahoka should be playing. But yeah, I think second best choice is Cannons. I just don't really see him on any other roster at this point in time. So, but I also did kind of forget the quick turnaround that this week is because like obviously the games ended, what was it, Sunday in Denver? Saturday? Saturday. But they're already back. delay was brutal. Yeah, that was horrible. They're already back like in Utah now. So I guess that does kind of make it a little difficult with travel and whatnot. But like still... Yeah. All right. So speaking of Denver, give us your recap and then we'll talk about the throwbacks. Okay. So for work, the game I was covering was Redwoods Cannons. That I think was one of the best games all season. Dude, the woods are turning it around. I, I'm roll, roll woods. Okay. I have been really impressed with them the last couple of weeks. I know they were playing the cannons. But there's like a fire lit under their ass. This is what we've been waiting to see. I'm here for it. Also, I'm maybe changing my championship prediction, but we will get to that. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that game I thought was one of the best games all season. Uh, there was just so many, like one, like uh, unreal highlight, real worthy goals. Like the red was alone had like four or five. That rider goal when he was like on his back on the triple team and just like shoved it. In. I thought that was the sickest fucking thing. Asher Nolting had a really cool assist to Lila at one point. Like, kind of like, a, I thought it was, like, one of the plays of the year. There's just yeah. so much going on in that game. So intense. Like, it very much felt like a playoff caliber game, which it was for both those teams. You know, it was a must oh, win totally. for both of them. 
And I, it's not like the Cannons, like, came and, like, dropped a dutter. And it's like, they played really well. That game, like, it really did come right down to the wire. If it wasn't for those last few Woods goals in the, like, couple minutes, I think it was, like, Ryder had two, and then Charlie Bertrand had another one. Like, I really thought, like, this could go to overtime at this point. Like, that was Ryder kind of had a highlight reel of a weekend. Yeah, because he only, he had the two goals, but the both of them, like, one was that, like, he tied it up when he was on his back on the triple team. The other, he just like shoved the ball across like a double team, I think. Yeah, he he had a good weekend. I, I thought that was a really exciting game. And it's like, it sucks when it's, I don't think it sucks because I love watching like lower level teams in the standings like play well. But that was, I agree with you. It was one of the better games of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chaos Chrome game was so fun for a hot minute, but I, it's so hard for me as a Chrome fan when we play the chaos, just because I want to, I want the Chrome to win, but I fucking love Andy. I know. That's why I hate picking That's why I just keep picking the chaos. I'm like, please win. Please win. I hate picking expensive. And like, also the chaos, I just feel like they are like, there's a lot of teams clearly that have very good chemistry, but you see like them on the sidelines, like having all this good times. So I'm like, how am I supposed to root against you guys? Because like, I did want the chaos in that one. Like that's why I picked at least, but it could have gone either way. I would like, I was happy with either outcome or like, oh, I just want you guys to win. I know it's so tough. Um, Water Dogs Atlas was another really good game. Oh. This is what I was going to say. I... If it's not the whips, which I'm sticking with the whips. Are you taking the water dogs? Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Yes. They are riding that high right now, dude. I don't, they're playing good lacrosse at a good time. If the cannons don't make the playoffs, which. (laughs) They're not gonna. And I know like everyone thought I was going to go with the Atlas as my playoff team because I love the Atlas, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm a water dogs fan for the playoffs. Oh yeah. unbiasedly I'm a water dogs fan all in (laughs) me too me too also back to PMT still that tweet that went viral which was like the tweet that made them talk about it was the one that was like big cat like owes them an apology that was how they figured out that like someone new was running the account Mm -hmm. and they were like I'm not gonna apologize you guys still suck and you're not even gonna be successful in the postseason and I was like I hope that they fucking prove you guys wrong like I love this podcast but I love the water dogs more everything about the war one I think they just like their the vibe of their team they're just like we're just a bunch of normal guys like whatever just hanging out I think they're all they have a bunch of good guys on their team in general like all good people with good shoulders on the head I love Andy Copeland he's like the nicest ever like everything about the war dogs. I'm like, how am I supposed to not root for these guys? And also they have my favorite uniforms, I will say. So. And when, and when Ryan Brown's healthy, like they'll even be that much better, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. They've so, been like, no team has been more injured than the water dogs. They haven't been yeah. at full health this entire season. And it's not like, it's like guys who are like, oh, like they're a backup or they're like, this is like a third string guy. Like it's like starters, like they're stars. Like Mikey Schlosser just made his uh, like return after like three weeks on the IL. Yeah. You know, Brian Brown's been out for a couple of weeks. Steve Denapoli, their captain just made his return last week. Michael Sowers has been out a couple. Well, he's out that one week, but then questionable others like left games early. Like they've had so much going on and it just like doesn't even fucking matter. They just come out firing. Yeah. 
And it didn't take a win over the Atlas for me to feel this way. Like we, we pick them almost every week, but it's like the fact that they beat the Atlas means that much more to me, but also like what it says about the Atlas to me is it's like, I feel like this team has been championship or bust last season and this season. Like the fact that they have so much talent and haven't really utilized it the way they should, in my opinion. And the fact that like, I, I feel like they should look a lot better than they do right now. Who, the Atlas? Yeah. And it's like, I know Baptiste was hurt, but like, I don't know, man. Don't waste the roster. See, last year for me, I wasn't expecting much out of them just because they did like have that complete overhaul. Like the only like veteran they really kept is Eric Law and there's just a bunch of youth and then all that youth just happened to come out and it was like, holy shit, like maybe this isn't a rebuild year. Like they look ready to go now and then by the end of the season, I was like, they could very much make like that championship run. And then of course it did. And they should have. Whips chaos. But I was like, okay, that's fine. But that's why this year, like everyone's like, that's your top title contender. Like for Atlas, like it has to be winner bust. And I don't even think it's like that they've looked bad lately or anything. Like that last game, it kind of just feels like they let it slip away themselves. I don't even think they were getting outplayed per se. No. Just, they just were making kind of silly mistakes that you wouldn't expect from this Atlas team. And then we saw that one game without Baptiste and it like, it's tough to think about, but I'm like, if you did, like, if this team didn't have Trevor Baptiste, I don't know what their record would look like because he is a thousand percent their MVP. He's the one that does like every, like you can have Jeff T, Chris Gray, Erica, all these guys have amazing nights, but like, he's the one that gives them possession. Like he's doing it all himself. Yes. Like it's MVP just, like, season. If, We've said this. Yeah, if you took him out of the equation, I don't know if they would still be the same title title contenders. I don't even know if they'd be in like top four for me. My thing is championship teams finish games. Mm -hmm. And I think that finishing games has been a little shaky for me. It's just, again, there's like silly little mistakes and we've seen it even in their wins. Like there's a couple of points where it's like, all right, this should be like closed out at this point and you shouldn't be sweating. Yeah. And then it's like, comes right down to the wire and you have too much time that game against the cannons yeah so I mean that never should have even gotten to that point no I agree last game that we're going to talk about from last weekend before we make our picks um archers whips I just am so I'm so in on the whips this season like I hate to say it but they're fucking filthy yeah I'm like a disappointed because the archers they do this every season they give off this like oh we are like championship this crazy offense who's beating this offense like and yeah you look at their roster they should be beating fucking everyone being a piss out of people honestly but then I hated that they had Ratliff on Rambo that will never make sense to me I don't think that's the guy that one Ratliff's not like he can play close defense but that's not his like primary role and I get why like they put like I get it, but also don't have him on Rambo, one. Two, just like, he uh, yeah. I was he disappointed. Ate. I was disappointed in the Archers. I've very much fallen low on my list because they were. They were another team that I was like, wow, like they could really come out as one this year. And I made the same fucking mistake last year, but I was like, oh, the Archers are my championship pick. And I'm like, no, I'm done with these fools. Yes. <laughs> Show up when you have because I'm not yes. picking you motherfuckers anymore yes okay so moving on to this weekend in Salt Lake 
Atlas whips. I will say I'm taking the whips. I will take the whips every week for the rest of the season, unless somebody huge goes down or something like that. But this is, it's not a must win for the Atlas, but I think it's a must win for the Atlas in my opinion. Like obviously they're going to make the postseason, but I think their confidence needs some help. I'm still going whips too on this one. Especially since yep. if the whips win this, then they get the first round by like. Yep. Yep. So it's like they have something to play for. I think the Atlas need to win this weekend. Um, Water Dogs Redwoods is the toughest game for me to pick this week because they're both riding such a high. And Ryan dogs. Brown's not playing. I'm going dogs. I'm taking My the Redwoods. I'm like, my bias is now swinging the water dogs. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I have to take the water dogs. I said they're my pick. I'm sticking with it. I think it's going to be a close game though. I think it's going to be like, oh yeah, it's going to be a one goal game. Um, chaos archers. I'm taking chaos. Also taking chaos. I'm done with the archers. Done. And then I'm also taking the chrome. I'm going to take the cannons. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. I know the cannons are going to make me regret that, but don't give a fuck. I will ride to or die. To and to Coke. I'll ride or die with the cannons. I'll ride or die with the water dogs. <laughs> and the chaos. <laughs> Sarah's like just Andy Towers. <laughs> Literally. If someone who like I... constantly claims I'm unbiased, I just like couldn't anymore. <laughs> I swear to God. It is literally just Andy and Blaze for me. I don't care about anybody else on that team. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't even know anyone else. Like, know anyone else on that team, like, well enough to be like, yeah, like, whoa. But I'm like, Andy Towers, Blaze, yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, I appreciate Rowlett's attitude. Like, yeah. just because I'm also an asshole. So, like, I can appreciate someone <laughs> else who's an asshole. But, like, <laughs> like when he screams at reps, I'm like, that's shitty, but I like it. <laughs> like, we were sitting right there for the All-Star game. And he was so in on the oh, fucking yeah, All-Star game that he was going in on that ref. He was like, I'll send you the tape. That was such a bad call. I'm going to send you the tape. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, but also I'm like, okay, I don't hate that. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I ride for, honestly, I love Blaze, but I just love his girlfriend. Yes. We love you. <laughs> Ella, we, we love you. We love you. We still need a Our little croissant. <laughs> um, also, queen. if you're listening to this. And we haven't reached out to you already. We're going to Philly again. Yeah, see you there. Sarah's going <laughs> twice, but I'll be there in October. Yep. <laughs> I know she listens to this show, so we're probably going to forget to message her and she's going to text us and be like, Philly? Yeah. <laughs> like, please um, hang out with us. Also, I would just like to say a solid fuck you to Sarah Griffin because we're enemies this week. <laughs> fuck Sarah Griffin. All my homies hate Sarah Griffin. <laughs> Nooners, I'm literally going to title this episode doing edibles and we hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. This episode's going to be, yeah, this episode's going to be so long. I don't even care. All right. Oh. NHL stuff. I know you have some Bruins. What, obviously huge week for the Bruins. So I'll let you start yes. where you want to start. Yeah. So 
Bergeron's back officially. I was getting a little nervous because that was like announced like a month ago. I'm like, oh yeah, like Patrice is coming back. And then someone asked him like two weeks ago. He's like, oh, nothing said Sonia. I'm like, this mother, not Patrice. I would never say about Patrice. I'm talking about uh, what the state. I was about to say, are you about to motherfuck Patrice? No, <laughs> absolutely never in a million years. But I'm like, this motherfucker, he told us this was a done deal. It is not in Bergeron. Still think about it. I am going to once again show up to his house. <laughs> That you liar, you filthy fucking liar. But he's I will be in your walls, John Henry. <laughs> John Henry, Don Sweeney. I hope you're not neighbors because I'm going to be in your wall. Sarah's going to be like Mrs. Incredible with like the elastic. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't have a booty like Mrs. Incredible, though. No, I do not. I'm literally shaped like a pea. Does <laughs> anyone? I'm literally shaped like a pea. <laughs> it's true. I like tried on this. is like so off topic, but I tried on the skirt the other day. I was looking at it. I'm like, from, from like, okay, yeah. Then I turned the side. I'm like, I can't go out in public like this. Like I, well, sorry. It's like, yes. <laughs> Them thangs be thanging though. I'm like, I cannot go out in public like this. I look like a 10 year old boy from the behind. So I switched. <laughs> anyways oh, will be in your walls still might be because the pasta negotiations are still ongoing but I'll give him a week because he also brought David Krejci back which does bring me to the question I'm like once again did these guys just like straight up hate Bruce Cassidy <laughs> I think not they do well for him I'm serious I'm so serious I said that a couple weeks ago when we were recording I was like I genuinely like we were so pro Bruce yes. but it doesn't seem that Bruce was pro player yeah because we know obviously him and DeBrus did not get along but I like heard like the most people like yeah yeah like the veteran guys love him like, I don't know crazy leaving and then coming back like and I know he did say he's like oh like pasta and Bergeron had a lot to do with that like blah 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 I'm like it's just like even if it has nothing to do with Bruce Cassidy it's a horrible look for him <laughs> Just like the also, timing of it all. We, this is a pro Jake DeBrusque podcast. Yeah, so, right. yeah, if so I had to pick that between, we kind of have to be Bruce Cassidy haters, I guess, actually. Maybe I should just title the episode, We Hate Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> Doing <laughs> edibles. <laughs> Doing edibles, we hate each other, and Bruce Cassidy blows. <laughs> Don't take exposed. Just be like, we're Bruce Cassidy. Stand. Don't care. This is us saying right now. No yeah. more. <laughs> we lied. We're fat liars. <laughs> uh, all right. Bruins wedding content. I have been consuming like crazy. Mm-hmm. The two. I thought the Tuca one was the best, just because it, it was so much like old Bruins and new Bruins. I was like, this is perfect, and that wedding looked fucking lit. Dude, Tuca was busting it down. I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't know you got down like that. Also, there's a guy, I think maybe it was just because I was so overtired, but I had a layover at DC the other morning at like 5 a.m. I literally thought Tukaras was on my plane to Boston from Dulles Airport at 5 a.m. in boarding group four with me. And I like stared at him for so long. And I almost said something. I'm not kidding you. It was his twin, but it was not Tuka. I stared at I him met, forever. I met the Bruins one time on South Beach 
and saw Chuka and he had to be wearing a pair of jeans that he had worn every single day for seven years because <laughs> his dip can in his back pocket was like a complete like white ring in a dark pair of blue jeans just like about to rip out of his back pocket oh. like it had clearly been like engraved in that back pocket for years that just is so on brand for him I feel like <laughs> yeah yeah, this guy yes. he was very like clean very well kept he also had a little more meat on his bones than too good in my face like a long distance brother or something but I was also just so tired and delusional at that point I almost like got on this man's face to go be like are you too harassed what would he be doing at Dulles airport at 5 a.m 5 a.m <laughs> I'm like no I'm just gonna leave it which thank god I did <laughs> Also, we are giant failures because we tried for a year to find someone to take us to Charlie Coyle's wedding and we were talking about we have to get Charlie Coyle's wedding and now it's like a week, it, maybe this weekend. I don't even know. It's coming up and here we are. Yeah, because I not saw them the drive way. out. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I just want the dogs to be in the ceremony real bad. They have to be because they're driving with the dog. I know. I saw them at Chick fil A. <laughs> I almost had an invite, if you know, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I, I want to go. I just want to see the dogs. <laughs> like, I'm going to take in this content as if it's like the royal wedding when my mom woke it up is at the like royal 5 a.m. to watch that in whatever year that was. Yes. Yes. I. Important shit. This is the wedding. Yeah. Event of the year. I'm honestly just excited to see Jake's girlfriend's dress because I feel like she's very stylish. She's just perfect. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, she posted that story yeah. the other day of her, like, dental initiation. And I'm like, look at you. You're just on, like, vacation for a month in Europe. You look like a fucking model. Now you're getting initiated. So you have your, like, master's, like, your doctor, like, all this stuff. What the fuck? Some yep. people, man. Yep. All right. As we finally start to close out this long ass show, I don't even feel bad because we're funny as fuck. <laughs> um, pop culture shit. One, I just have to say, I don't understand why the Zara and Newberry closed, but I'm pissed. It's very mysterious the way it all worked out. <laughs> I know. And it's like, they're just making it harder for people to do returns. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Two, I am so sick of Alabama rush TikTok. Oh yeah, I see all that stuff. I hate it. I'm going to block the hashtag. I'm like, honestly, I could be watching the same girls videos over and over again. I would never know. Dude, I fucking hate it. Like there's a reason I I went to school in the SEC and I didn't join a sorority for a reason. Like leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) Um, And then two, three, this is three. I don't know. Did you see Shakira's like going to jail? Yeah, I'm pissed. (laughs) Oh, I love fucking, I don't care what she did. She could have committed, what, is it, like, tax fraud or something. Don't care. She's Shakira. She should get a free pass. That's I'll so go to jail funny. for her. I saw the funniest tweet that was, like, something about her hips not lying in court, and it was just so good. <laughs> free <laughs> so Shakira. That's, that's, <laughs> that's uh, hashtag free Shakira. Um, <laughs> that's going to be trending tomorrow. What is your pop culture shit? Okay, I have two. One is 
I don't know if you saw this. Like, people were giving me so much shit at Kylie Jenner and how she, like, made that comment. Like, yes. oh, like, I'll take my private jet, like, a half an hour. Mine or yours. Yeah. And then it went, like, viral. So people looked into it to see what celebrity uses their private jet the most. And it ended up being Taylor Swift. And God, everyone knows I am a Swifty. I think this is the funniest shit in the world just because I would have never in a million years guessed Taylor Swift. No, because she acts like a climate activist. (laughs) And also I'm like, I feel like she's very out of like, for someone that's so famous, you don't see her like out and about a ton. She's not really in the public eye. So I'm like, well, I guess that private jet really is private, but I'm like, where are you going? It's like you're on tour. (laughs) Where are you going, Taylor Swift? See, we all know that like, you're the Swifty. I am not like, I don't really care about Taylor Swift, but I feel good about not being a Taylor Swift stan right now because that's (laughs) fucked. Like, all right. If you're like Kylie Jenner and you don't act like you're a climate activist, whatever, I'm pretty sure isn't Taylor Swift like a vegetarian or something too. Like, I don't think so, but I don't know. She's just very like like, liberal political in that sense. I don't know if she's made like a big stand about climate in general, but just like the like, persona she puts out like you would think she'd be a lot more conscious of that I'm not saying like don't use your private jet but just like yeah it's like I get I get that she can't fly commercial obviously but it's like you can't be we can't be halfway through the year and you've taken 172 trips in your private jet and you act like I know that she has spoken about climate justice before because I read the articles when all this came out so Mm -hmm. it's like either own it or don't bitch genuinely where is she going like, get in the studio, bitch. Get writing, because where is my new yeah. album? <laughs> yeah, and she was like, well, they're not all me. Sometimes they're, like, loved ones and whatever. Like, whatever. Okay. People don't know who your parents are. They don't know what your parents look like. Fly commercial. <laughs> Nobody's like, oh, my God, that's Taylor Swift's mom. Like, nobody, I, you are, you and your sister are, like, the biggest Taylor Swift fans I know. Do you know what Taylor Swift's mom looks like? I don't think I do, no. That's my point. Okay. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, who's Jeanette McCurdy? So she's the girl from iCarly that played Sam. She just came out with a like memoir tell all book. Like, I don't know if you saw this. So obviously everyone, what's that guy's name? That was, is it Dan Schneider? Yes. That was in charge of Nickelodeon. Ended up being super creepy, but like no one ever Mm -hmm. talks about it because they gave all those stars hush money. So she came out with a book that talks a lot about that. She didn't take the hush money. She's like, fuck you. But the main like purpose of the book, so it's called I'm Happy My Mom Died. It was her mom like forced her into acting and stuff. And like, I think she abused her. Like she gave her an eating disorder, all this Mm. stuff. Her mom was taking all her money. Like she kind of like grew up like in poverty. Like she was working 24 seven, like didn't have a childhood, but has like no sense to show for it because her mom just took it all. Her mom also had cancer and ended up dying when she was 17. But then just like the way Nickelodeon was like, they're just like you're going to keep working it doesn't matter you can't like miss stuff so she was just like had so much going on and then was treated so poorly by the network on top of like all the Dan Schneider shit and then like you know now they have that reboot of iCarly and everyone's like oh my god like why isn't Sam in it and she like never am I going to step foot on that set like all this stuff I really want to read it but also it's just very very sad and I think probably the first like real insight anyone has to like the Nickelodeon Disney like what goes on as yeah. a child star just insane yeah. and I feel like that's probably I feel like someone like everyone has a story like that it cannot all be what it seems no which is so sad because like so many kids like dream of that and it's like 
it's kind of a relief like yeah like I read some ex- excerpts of her she's like I know like I probably sound like I'm like this spoiled little bitch like she was famous she is famous like she got to like live out this dream she's like that was my dream I never wanted that and like I'm going to be mentally fucked up from it for the rest of my life so I don't feel bad like, yeah good for fucking you <laughs> yeah good for you uh tea party I just want to say I fucking am so over this Andrew Tate shit like the kid yesterday I don't understand how ESPN let this air of the kid from Massachusetts on the mm-hmm. Little League World Series team representing Massachusetts of all places first of all where this kid's parents because he was like my favorite celebrity is Andrew Tate I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know who Andrew Tate was up until last week. And now I just see him everywhere. Like, I still, like, I've seen, like, clips of him talking and stuff. What, like, what is his deal? I still don't really get who he is. Like, who is he? Why is he famous? He's, like, I think he's, like, from Armenia or some country close to there. And he's, Mm -hmm. like, this influencer guy who got big making videos talking about how, like, women should be servants to men and like how women aren't anything and like you should take women back as your property and just like a complete misogynist and like his Mm -hmm. answer to people criticizing him is like oh well what color is your Bugatti and he like is supposed to be like the yeah he's supposed to be like the epitome of like what a man looks like and I'm just like shut the fuck up like I would beat your ass I've like seen clips on him like TikTok where people are, are we sure he's not gay? I think that's he like, is gay, which is fine. Yeah, I'm like clearly he doesn't think like women. <laughs> Ugh, no, he doesn't. But it's just like so gross. And the fact that like now 12 year olds who are competing in the Little League World Series are idolizing him, like this is getting scary. And social media needs to like do something about it. Mm-hmm. People like that should not have a platform and I will die on that hill. I agree with that. Do you have a tea party? I do not. Um, my two tweets of the week, someone slid in my DM and was like, let's go to the DR. My cousin is Bartolo Colon. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. First of all, he's probably not. Second of all, <laughs> is that supposed to make me be like, oh yeah, I'll go. You know Bartolo Cologne. Hello? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Rushing to get on the plane to go hang out with this random guy in Bartolo Cologne. That'll make your pussy throb. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello? No. <laughs> also, the fact that we've been sober for this episode and it has been so insane is incredible. Um, My only other thing... Barstool reposted my video of the water, like the Mike's Hard and Milk. So I'm going to drink Mike's Hard and Milk tonight for the game. Hell yeah, as you should. As I should. Um, do you have any tweets before I wrap it up? I don't think so. Wow, people on Sarah's Twitter are behaving. Oh, yes, you do. Big John's back. Oh, yeah. He's, I'm not kidding. I like forget he exists. And all of a sudden, he shows up at the most random times, the most random replies. <laughs> Bro, we stand. Bro, where have you been? <laughs> we missed you. Seriously, come back. Be consistent. <laughs> See, this is the thing: is that if you just badger women hard enough inappropriately, they'll fall in love with you. <laughs> like, like I missed him, and all he's like, like I dump can- him out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who does he? Who did- oh yeah, me dumping him out for Zach Seneshin. <laughs> 
like, just the most innocent tweet. And then he's like, oh, he saw your boo. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did you get that from this? Uh, all right. Thanks so much for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. We love you guys. Keep on sipping, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.